You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast. My name is Ben Anderson, and I'm an associate pastor here at the church. And man, am I excited to be hanging out with you guys on this awesome Thursday afternoon. Uh, We've got a great podcast lined up for you. As you can see, I got another unfamiliar face. I'll introduce (laughs) him in just a second. But we love hanging out with you. We love hearing from you. And we just love hearing what God is doing in your life. If you if you guys have a cool story of what God's doing in your life, or you have something that you want us to talk about on the Conversation Podcast, which is on Thursdays after or Thursday afternoons, just let us know. One of the best ways to do that is to head on over to our website, specifically the Central Hub. There's a lot of different forms you can fill out there, but click connect with us or talk with a pastor and just make sure we know that you're talking about the Lima Baptist Temple podcast and we'll get that. But we want to wrestle with the things and the topics that resonate with you. But Jonathan, well, I just introduced you. But yes, so my sidekick today is Jonathan Acklin. He is our ministry intern here this summer. And it's good to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So I'll have you kind of tell a little bit more about yourself in a second. Okay. But Jonathan's been at the church for a very long time. He's college students now, uh, interning with us. Uh, but we're glad to have him. And it's going to be a great podcast. But Jonathan, what I was about to say before I said your name was everything that we talk about on this podcast, uh, you know, we tie back to our mission, which is go serve love. And that's kind of those are the filter, the handles that we, you know, kind of apply to everything that we talk about. Because ultimately, that's what we're here to do. Every follower of Jesus is called to go, live out the Great Commission, serve those uh, around them, all while doing that, while loving people and growing in their love for others, their love for each other, and love for God. So that is kind of what drives this podcast forward each and every Thursday afternoon. It's great uh, but, to be here. Great to be a part of that. So, yeah. And I want to remind you guys, every Tuesday, we have the podcast message. So Pastor L's message from Sunday is in podcast form. So lots of reminders, but hey, let's dive in. So Jonathan, I know I'm kind of skipping around a little bit, but why don't you just tell a little bit about yourself and then we'll talk a little bit about the message on Sunday. Sure. Well, I'm 20 years old. I've gone to this church my whole life, college student now, like you said. Um, I've been hired as an intern here, so I'm just helping out with some projects, starting a college ministry. That's kicking off the ground a little bit. Here we go. Getting excited for that. Um, Also, I'm in school for five years on my way to get a master's degree for biblical and theological studies to pursue full-time in ministry. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for what God's doing in my life, and it's been great so far. Yeah, we're keeping you pretty busy. Yes, very busy. We like to rope them into lots of different things like this podcast. (laughs) So we're trying to stretch him a little bit, help him grow. And, and it's you know, good. It's helpful. It's, it's already good. been a good few weeks. Yeah, it has. It's been really good. Probably about two months left. Well, seven weeks, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Eight weeks. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. But hey, we are glad to have you here at Lemon Baptist Temple, and it's going to be a great summer. So Jonathan, Pastor Al, this past Sunday, I know you were actually helping Michael kind of behind the scenes on Sunday, so you didn't get to hear the whole message. 
But Pastor Al kicked off a new kind of a short two-week message series called Whisper. And the whole premise behind this series, Whisper, is uh, just to help everybody discern the voice of God in their lives. Um, Because whether or not, you know, we think he still talks to us, he still does. You know, each and every day he speaks to us in different ways, just like he did back in Bible times and ancient times. And a lot of times we need to be reminded of that. Uh, but many times when he speaks to us, it's in the form of a whisper, right? It's yeah. not this loud, crazy thing that happens to us, but it's, you know, subtle, you know, subtle ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have to be in tune with that. We have to be listening. We have to be still. And it's super easy, you know, for us to get caught up in the hustle and bustle and busyness of life that, you know, all those other noisy things going on. Many times we tune them out. So that's kind of the whole premise behind it. But this past Sunday, he talked about the power of the whisper and that the whisper is, you know, the reason God often whispers to us is to draw us closer to him, right? He wants to be in fellowship with us. And he often whispers so that we can draw close to him. That's why it's not this super loud, you know, thing all the time in our lives. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a great point. I mean, a lot of times if God would just blare his voice out at us and talk to us, it seems like at any point we would seem to pay less, way less attention to him or make time to be with him mm-hmm. specifically. But when we realize that a lot of times it's a whisper, yeah, that means we have to get ourselves to a quiet place to, to read his word, to learn how to hear his voice yeah. and to directly intentionally spend time with him. Yeah. So that was a, that was a great point. Yeah. And then kind of the second half of the message was just challenging everybody, like, what's the place that you go to, you know, to hear God's voice, to spend time in God's word, to pray, to fellowship with him. And he talked about how um, solitude, you know, being isolated and away from the hustle and bustle in life are important and having that specific place. And that can look different for each of us, but... Pastor Al challenged us, you know, find that rhythm to your week. Uh, and Pastor Al didn't mention this passage. He mentioned several others of the ministry of Jesus where, you know, many times, actually almost every time, Jesus did some big ministry event, right, or had some miraculous thing. You know, right after that, he would always pull back, yep. not out of like, hey, I'm just getting away <laughs> from people, get away from people, right, but to rest, to listen to God, to rejuvenate. And I was thinking about just before we came up here, uh, Matthew 28, and just the Great Commission chapter. Mm -hmm. You know, those two verses before, you know, Jesus says, go into all the world, preach gospel, make disciples, all that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's two other verses that, you know, probably get overlooked. Uh, But Matthew 28, 16 says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. Right. So that mountain, you know, we see Jesus author many times go to the Mount of Olives. You know, here they're going um, to Galilee. They're pulling back from everything. And it's almost like this culmination of, you know, Jesus's life with his disciples, you know, where they're getting rest. They're preparing for what's to come. And I don't know if they realize they're about to get this huge commission (laughs) from Jesus. That's like their marching orders for, you know the rest of their lives, right? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, still to this day, we talk about it. Um, But when they're up there, you know, they saw Jesus, they worshiped him. And, you know, we see this all throughout 
the New Testament where, you know, Jesus is ministering. He pulls back, he rests, gets rejuvenated, and he goes out again. So I think that really resonated with me. You know, what is my rhythm to each and every day? What's my rhythm for the week? What's my rhythm for the year? You know, am I purposefully building things into my life so that I can rest, I can rejuvenate, I can hear from God on a consistent basis and yeah, fellowship with Him. Absolutely. And that's, that's another incredibly important point of just about daily devotions with God. So often we can get um, tired and just in the same mm-hmm. funk of doing the same things over and over again every single day mm-hmm. and never come away and uh, be renewed. And Pastor Al did a message series a long time ago wasn't that long ago, but the well and just oh yeah, um, that was last fall. Was that last fall? I think yeah, um, and just knowing that maybe summer, m- maybe, but just knowing <clears> that <throat> that uh, God's word is uh, a well with just eternal life and just mm. that we can go to constantly be renewed when we have that time every day. We're always just rejuvenated when we intentionally spend time with God and just make make <clears throat> that time every day to to be renewed, to be rejuvenated. And to get more life so that we can go out into the world yeah. and serve better. Yeah, that's good. I've always, this is completely random thought, but I always thought it'd be cool just to do a Bible study of all the different like patterns and rhythms that we see throughout scripture. Obviously, this is just one of them, yeah. you know, that we see where, you know, Jesus is ministering and then he rests, rejuvenates, you know, spends time with God, you know, mm. the father gets, you know, ready to go. Then he goes yeah. out again, you know, and we see him do that before he's making big decisions like, you know, before he goes out and recruits his team, right? The 12 disciples, you know, he's doing that. So yeah, we'll have to do that. Maybe we'll do that yeah, this summer. Maybe. That'll be your next project. <laughs> yeah, probably. Just hand it over so, to me. But I'll it was a that. great, great, uh, you know, kickoff to the series Whisper. And actually this next Sunday, Pastor, I was going to wrap that up and we'll be talking a little bit about that on the podcast uh, next week. But, you know, as, you know, I'm talking to you and just kind of interviewing you just about, you know, your life and your call to ministry, you know, we'll also talk a little bit more about, you touch base on it a little bit, but, you know, how can we help people to figure out that rhythm in their own life and what does that look like and, you know, different ways we can challenge them. But yeah, awesome message, great start. It's all about, you know, finding that solitude, finding that silence and hearing from God, which is many times through scripture. Yep. All right, Jonathan, so you kind of told us a little bit about yourself. You know, we know you're an intern here. We know you've been at Lion Baptist Temple, you know, for, I mean, you grew up here. Yep, 20 years. 20 yeah. years. That's a long time. So I've been in Lima about 10 years, so okay, about wow. half that. Um, but what else, you know, should people know? Oh, Anything boy. crazy? Um, Any weird habits? They can weird say habits. Yeah, no. no, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I have a twin. And older sister. I mean, my twin used to be more crazy, but now I kind of mellowed her out a little bit. Okay. Um, As far as crazy habits, though, man, I don't know. I'm sure I have some. Now, would your twin agree that you've mellowed her out a little bit, or would you? I think so. I I think so. I think I've had a positive influence on her in that (laughs) way. Yeah. Well, hey, that's good. That's good. So, Jonathan, one of the reasons why I was like, hey, we need to get you on the podcast at some point this summer is just to share a little bit about your story um, and kind of your transition from, you know, one college to another and kind of what prompted you to pursue ministry, uh, you know, full-time ministry is, you know, kind of your plan eventually. 
but pursue that versus, you know, what you were thinking about. So tell us a little bit, you know, what were your circumstances behind, you know, God working in your life to, you know, to bring you into full-time ministry and kind of what, what happened there and sure. yeah, what absolutely. kind of got you from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, so all th- basically throughout my life, I'd always wanted to be a firefighter. That was my, that was my thing. I thought it was going to be, you know, great. And I, I did have a passion. I had a desire for that. Um, and I still think I would enjoy it. Um, so after high, after high school, graduated, enrolled at Lake Superior State University in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan to get a four-year degree in fire science and paramedics. And while I was there, I loved it. I thought the classes were great. I was really enjoying what I was doing. Um, but God was just working in my heart and giving me a desire for full-time ministry and to serve him in that way. But And I enjoyed what I was doing at, at uh, firefighting and enjoying that. Um, but the Lord really, really gave me a heart for full-time ministry. And I noticed that maybe as I was reading my EMT book, learning how to make like um, make some <clears throat> splints for things, um, I would just have this this overwhelming thought of full time ministry. I'm like, where did that come from? Um, hmm. And that that's kind of how it started. Like <clears throat> I was just in, I was just studying, and then um, wow. I would just feel this overwhelming sense of uh, you know wanting to serve the Lord in this area. Um, and then maybe I would just be eating lunch with my friends and all of a sudden I would just feel like, wow, I, I feel led to do this and I don't know why. Um, so that went on for quite a long time. Um, maybe, maybe eight or nine months that I kind of just chewed on that. Like, what is this? What is going on? Is this from myself? Is this what the Lord is wanting me to do? So I spent a long time kind of debating, like, is this just me talking? And and I kind of, I kind of came to the conclusion that this, this can't be me because I have never had this desire in my life before. I'm not a wow. public speaker, as you probably yeah. know. But you do um, a good job at it. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, the Lord has grown me in that area, especially with you guys pushing me to do it. But I yeah, I had no prior desire hmm. to do this, and I was enjoying the things that I was doing it, you know, firefighting. Um, but as I prayed about it, um, got some advice, um, I really felt this is what the Lord was calling me to do. And it, the kind of the the... The significant factor here was that I felt like if I didn't do it, I would be being disobedient. And and I wanted to be obedient in everything that I that I did. So I kind of debated, maybe I'll just finish doing firefighting and then go and go to seminary or whatever the Lord calls me to do and finish there. But then I felt like if I if I don't go now, I don't think I'll be obedient. And if I wait, I may not want to do it in the future because I'll be enjoying firefighting. So I decided now because I feel called to do it, I'm going to do it. And if I need to go back to firefighting later, if that's still part of the plan, then I'll do it. But I want to be obedient here and now. And I'm not going to let what I'm already in stop me. So prayed about it for a long time, made the transfer. Now I am enrolled at Boyce College and Southern Seminary. So hmm. it's been it's been that's quite cool. the trip. It was, a, it was definitely a scary process, but just knowing that I'm going where I believe the Lord wants me to go, and doing what he wants me to do and being obedient. I can just trust that. Yeah. Well, I can really relate to that. So, you know, even when I was at Cedarville, right, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I would always say, oh, I want to be in ministry, full-time ministry someday. That'll be like my retirement gig or something <laughs> yeah. I'll do eventually. Yeah. But I just remember as I got further into my career in the insurance world, just, you know, having those moments that you describe, like, man, where is this coming from? But yeah. like, I'm supposed to be in ministry doing this. And it's, it's hard to describe to people, mm-hmm. but it really is, 
you know, a calling and God working in your life to, you know, pursue that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, like, where is this coming from? This, this has never happened before. This is such a strange, like a whisper, like, like it was really like a whisper just in your mind and kind of overwhelming that you Mm -hmm. can't shake even when you try to get rid of it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't wrestle it away and I'm glad I didn't, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, well, this so this wasn't a question that we talked about beforehand, but as you kind of started to verbalize that and express that to others, I mean, I feel like it happened pretty quickly. It did, yeah. You know, just from, you know, being with you a little bit last summer, I, or maybe it was two summer. I can't remember when it was. It would have been last summer, right? Uh, I actually don't remember. I think so. Probably. Uh, but when you started verbalizing that, you know, oh, what sure, was yeah, kind of summer. the response of some of those people around you? Was anybody shocked or were they like, Man, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my parents were really, really supportive with it. They were understanding, and they're like, "Yep, let's get into it. This yep. is what you feel called to do. Let's do it." So, I really appreciate that. Uh, my grandparents were tickled to death. That's what yeah. they said um, <laughs> when I told them. I can't even picture them saying that. Yep. When I told them, they said it made their day, made their week. Um, so they were very accepting of that. Um, other people were like. Yeah, that definitely makes yeah. sense. I think I caught a few people off guard just because I was already doing firefighting and I hadn't told them about this previously. Um, but everybody was very accepting and was like, yeah, okay, you know, that makes yeah. sense. I can see, I can see that. Even though maybe they hadn't have thought about that in the, like in the past because I was doing firefighting, um, they thought it yeah. didn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I and I think that. God uses that in our lives. Not that we rely on affirmations from other people, you know, to yeah. keep us going, but God does use that in our lives to kind of, you know, help point us in the right direction, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, if we aren't getting affirmations from people like, man, Jonathan, you're doing a really terrible job at this, you know, maybe we need to re- <laughs> reconsider. Some of this. Yeah. But yeah, I think practically God uses that a lot in our lives. Uh, yeah. So that's really cool. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, you know, so many people are in your same boat, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they may not be able to describe it yet. They may be, you know, sensing, you know, that conviction or God kind of pulling on their heartstrings a little bit, you know, about ministry or maybe they're, you know, volunteering the summer and they're like, man, I could see myself doing this like long term forever. Yeah. What encouragement would you give? Um, you know, to people in college or even, you know, the young professional that maybe started their career, you know, like I did. And, you know, they're feeling that that pull, that tug, that call, you know, into ministry. What, you know, what would you say to them? Yeah. Um, so I think something that I needed to hear um, when I was kind of going through this was that if you truthfully and faithfully want to serve God with your whole life and love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and obey his will, you will end up doing what he wants you to do. God will lead you where he wants you to be. He's not going to see that you have a desire to serve him and then lead you off, lead you off course. So if you trust him and say, God, I'm going to go where you want me to go. Um, And whatever you do in your life, you're going to end up where God wants you to end up. And uh, some people might need to hear that today because I, I kind of needed to hear that. And then another thing, I kind of had this this tough time deciding, man, is this really what I feel like I should do? And I, I felt like I was, you know, at a fork in the road. There was there were two good options. Like being a firefighter seems like a fairly good option, a community service. And being a pastor obviously seems like that's, you know, a Christian thing to do. Um, <laughs> So it seemed like at the point there was no really wrong yep. answer. So if you if you uh, find yourself at a place where there's 
not really a wrong answer. You can't just stay at the fork in the road your whole life. Yeah. You have to do something. So that's what I would say. Just do something. Even if both things are good, you have to make a decision eventually. You may you may wait a little bit to see some confirmation, which way can I go? But if that doesn't come, you eventually just have to do something. Um, and I think that was a big motivator for me, realizing that I just have to do something. Um, I can't sit around, wait forever yeah. for something to come up. Um, so yeah, if you serve God and you have a plan to serve him with your whole life and love him and you make those decisions, you, you won't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just have to take that step of faith and you may take that step, think that's the right direction and God may close that door. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, you take a step back with wise counsel, you know, which I know, you know, you did along the way with parents and other pastors and just other, you know people in your life that have been down that path yep. you talk to um kind of help you wrestle with that figure that out but you know ultimately it comes down to taking that step of faith and trusting that you know god's got a plan yep, absolutely and i think the other important thing to what you said too is you know we all have a ministry mm. it may not be a full-time pastor but i would even make the argument that those that are out in you know, the workforce or those that are out in the community serving, uh, maybe in a, if you can say secular job, right. They can have a great impact for the kingdom, oh, right. Yeah, you know, we, we're, we're all called to be missionaries yeah. and mission minded, mm-hmm. you know, with a great commission. And we all have a unique part to play in that. It just looks different for each of us. Yeah, absolutely. And with, with, um, when some say like, yeah, I was called to ministry, it's not necessarily called to ministry, but just a different ministry. Because yep. everybody has, like you said, everybody yep. has their own ministry. Um, just, you know, church ministry is just a different form of ministry. So don't think that in order to be doing something good, you have to be doing ministry as a pastor. There are plenty hmm. of, I guess, secular jobs yep. that are ministry, even as just being a parent, a mom or dad. That's that's your ministry with your family. So there are plenty of different kinds of ministries that are outside of the church. Yep. Yep. Amen. That's good. Good. Uh, Jonathan, you know, another reason why, you know, Michael and I, uh, and I know you work with us a lot, you know, we're just chatting and be like, hey, Michael, be, or Jonathan would be great to have on this podcast, <laughs> you know, just kind of talk about your rhythm for the week with your quiet time. Um, so I guess, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. You know, Pastor Al challenged us, you know, have that rhythm to our week where we're taking a step back. We're making sure we're prepared to hear from God, spending time in his word. You know, that's yep. a great way that he speaks to us uh, each and every day. But we have to open it up. We have to spend time yeah. in God's word. Uh, but, you know, kind of talk me through what that looks like, you know, for you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so one thing that Pastor Al did at the beginning of this year, he challenged us to, he challenged us to the one-year Bible reading yep. plan, chronological order. So that's kind of what I've been following so far. Um, but as far as like time frame goes, it's been a bit different since I've worked at church now getting here early in the morning. Um, so I'm still working on getting like a, a formal structure for that. But I've found that in my life, the best time that I can sit down and really hone in and focus on God and what he, what maybe he's, what he's speaking through his word is when I can, a time in the day, anytime, that I can just sit down, put all my responsibilities away, don't have to worry about anything coming up or anything past. 
I have no no pressing needs that I need to get done. Maybe this is in the evening after mm-hmm. everything's been finished or in the morning when I have plenty of time. But just to sit there with an empty mind and just a, a willing heart um, and to sit and, and study the word and to read God's word and give him the time and the devotion mm-hmm. that uh, and the respect that he deserves. Um, while my mind isn't, you know, busy and buzzing with all these different things, I'm not doing it in the middle of a busy day like I've got. I've got like a meeting or somewhere to be in 10 minutes. I'm not trying to cram out my Bible reading for the day. I just look for a time that I can spend with all my responsibilities gone um, and just sit with a focus. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that might not be completely practical for everyone with a really busy schedule, but I'd encourage you if you can, God is so important. If you can carve out time in that schedule to to have a quiet time because like I said earlier, that's, that is the well with living water. Like that is how you become rejuvenated. So if you're constantly busy, you're missing out on that. And then you'll feel even, even worse about your day. So if you can sit back with no responsibilities and, and have time just to, to fellowship with God, that's what my day usually looks like. It's not really a morning or an evening specific thing, but I find that that's usually the best time. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Do you, so when you're at college, let me ask you this. Uh, so Pastor Al talked about kind of having that whispering place or that specific spot that you go. Do you have one of those or does it just kind of depend on the day? Oh yeah. Um, so at school, I kind of have, we, I live in a suite. So there is my, there's my room and then my, my suite mate's room. Um, and then there's kind of a common area in the yeah. middle by a nice window and a couch and while my roommate's sleeping, I'll usually I'll usually do this in the morning at college. But I'll go sit by the window in front of this couch um, and just sit there and and read the Bible. It's not it's not at my desk, but it's it's at the couch. So when I'm at my desk, that's sometimes I'll do it at my desk. But when I'm at the desk, that's like okay, this is the place I'm going to get my homework done. I'm going to study. So if I intend to do like a deep Bible study. Yeah. Sure, I'll go to my. We desk. really need to spread out. Stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Absolutely. Then I'll go to the desk. But if I'm just like, okay, this, this is going to be a comfortable time with the Lord, just relaxing, um, peaceful, rejuvenating time in the morning. Then I'll go to the couch, sit by the window, listen to the birds, and and just read God's word with a with an open mm. and quiet mind while maybe everybody's still asleep. Um, that's where I that's where I do it at school. Yeah. At home is in my room. A little bit different. Um, try not to do it at my bed because when I'm at bed, I'm like, okay, it's time to sleep. Yeah. And then I'm not really <laughs> interested. But I'll usually sit at my desk at home because I don't do a whole lot of studying at home when I'm away from college. So yep. Yep. that's good. Yep. Good insight. Well, let's kind of wrap up the podcast today, kind of summarizing, you know, because we talked about a lot of different, you know, th- things, bits and pieces here and there, but just kind of sh- summarizing everything we said and just practical tips for those who are maybe struggling to find that consistency. Uh, rhythm, you know, to their week. And one of the things that, you know, I think is absolutely imperative. You said it, we talked about it when we were talking about the message, but just like Jesus, we saw Jesus and the disciples do, you know, they pulled away. They got away from the busyness, the craziness, the noisiness, the hecticness. Mm. How many other words could I say there? (laughs) You know, just the hustle and bustle of life to take a step back. And, you know, we don't know the exact time frame, you know, that they did that. But, you know, I know for me, early mornings, mm. you know, now they have a new little one. It's been a little more, more challenging because we're up at all hours of the night. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
you know, it's not unusual, you know, for me to be up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And that's just that's my time. You yeah. Know? Kids are sleeping. And as a parent, sometimes you just got to do what you got to sure, do. Absolutely. And I'm I'm my best in the morning. Wow. You know, about, you know, now, you know, is when I start to fade and get tired. Morning person. Oh, man. Very much a morning nice. person. But we got to figure out how to cut that noise out of our yes. life. So and I don't know what that looks like for other people, but kind of take inventory. What are those noisy things that are cluttering your life that even if it's just 10 minutes, I mean, it might be a, a mom or a dad who's constantly with kids all day. Yeah. Yep. And it might be when the kids are napping. I yeah. know that's totally unrelatable to you, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, completely. But yeah, sometimes just you got to steal away for a few minutes. Uh, yeah. And then another thing, just wanting more uh, consistency and devotion. A lot of times I find myself just like asking God to give me a desire mm. to spend time with yep. him. Because a lot of times if I depend on myself, I'm not going to naturally all the time feel like, Correct. man, I want to spend time in God's word right now. I want to you know, go do yeah. something else. Um it's important just to ask God, hey, Lord, will you give me the desire to spend time with you right now? Uh, put everything else aside, quiet yeah. your mind, and just um, let the Lord give you a desire to to read his word at that time and quiet everything else down. Yeah. And I think the other thing, I mean, sometimes just kind of like what you said, you know, pray for that desire, but man, we just got to just do it. You just got to do it. Just yeah. do it. Just open up God's word yep. and read it. If you know, if we're feeling in a lull or just not, we feel like things aren't jiving. I bet if you look over the last month, you know, take inventory of your time in God's word. It was probably lacking yeah. at some level. Yeah. And it takes discipline too. You yep. can't just do it maybe once like you do it a day and then, okay, that's it. No, you got to You got to keep doing it. Keep pushing through every single day. And once you do it every day, you begin to have a time cut out mm -hmm. for it every day. And then it becomes more natural. You'll be able to enjoy it and it'll be, it'll flow more naturally. Like, okay, this is my time yep. to be with the Lord. So you got to do it every day so that you can stay consistent. And another thing I found, it's just journaling. Uh, every day put like, oh, this is day one. This is day one, day two, day three. If you miss a day, go back to day one, day two, day three. And I've kind of found that as starting off, that's, that kind of oh. helps me see that, oh, okay, I'm, I'm making, I'm consistent here. I'm making some progress. Now the whole thing shouldn't just be numbers. Like I'm just doing this to keep yeah. my, to keep my streak. Keep your streak going. Yeah. Not like that. Try not to try to avoid that. But if you need to do that to start off, like I want to, I want to mm. be consistent. Just keep track journal. What is, what are you reading today? What's God telling you through that? Um, and keep a, keep a consistent journal to maybe be some added motivation. Yeah. I think what's handy now is, and some people probably argue this is bad, you know, or good, but even with apps like the Bible app, right? Yeah. You know, you can have those reminders, you know, it tells you your streak, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, you've been in God's word one day, two days, 10 days. And, you know, I think it's kind of cool. Sometimes at the end of the year, you'll see some of these bigger name pastors or just speakers, you know, they'll post their screenshot. And yeah. You know, you'll see they were in the word 356 days out of the year, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I saw somebody do that who, you know, was closely connected with Life Church, who, you know, created the the Bible app. Mm -hmm. And this was just a few years ago. And that was the first year, you know, out of all the years, this was like a 50 or 60 year old who had done that. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Definitely have some accountability yes. there. Yeah. So, well, Jonathan, as we wrap up, I think those are some great tips. But any last words of encouragement you have for our wonderful, oh, I just knocked the microphone, <laughs> our wonderful, uh, people who are listening to us and watching us? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, talking about devotions, this has been one of the um, the biggest pieces of my life for my spiritual growth. 
reading the Bible, praying. I know this sounds like Sunday school, Sunday school things, but really those are the, like the foundations of the Christian life. You need to, you need to be reading the word. You need to be praying. So I'd encourage you to, if you're not disciplined in anything else, this is where you need to start. Be disciplined in this. Do this every day. See your spiritual growth. Pray. Ask God for a desire to be in his word and just also ask him for a desire for intimacy with him and then and then separate yourself from anything else that would hinder negatively you know that intimacy with him and be disciplined in doing this this is the most one of the most important things you can do as a christian in your life that's good well jonathan thanks for joining me yeah thanks for having thanks for hanging out for a few minutes on the conversations (laughs) podcast and thank you those who are listening to us and watching us we love hanging out with you every thursday afternoon As always, we love to hear from you. Head on over to our website, fill out a form. Let us know what you would love us to wrestle with each and every Thursday afternoon. And until next time, we hope you have a great week. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you were encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.